Next on Rugby Wrap-Up, the captain of the New England Free Jacks, Josh Larson, plus Darren Bryan and Matt with all things Major League Rugby and a special mystery guest. Rugby Wrap-Up brought to you in part by Sheehy Auto Stores. It's easy at Sheehy. The Pig and Whistle, the world's best rugby pump, and Lean and Limber, stretching your way to a healthier lifestyle. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Rugby Wrap-Up. Matt McCarthy in New York City. Brian Ray up in Nova Scotia, although it looks like he's at the Free Jacks home field. And then there's also Dan Power about to be consumed by some kind of hallucinogenic uh, Sasquatch. I think it's Woodgy from the New England Free Jacks. And Brian and all of us are dressed with Free Jack stuff on because they beat New York and it was a big deal. But we're not going to talk about that right now, nor are we going to recap last week because we have a very special mystery guest. You two are going to try to guess in this week's Rugby Wrap-Up Mystery Guest Quiz Show thingy. You got a question for our mystery guest, Brian. Are you associated with an Eastern Conference team? Yeah, man. I love the uh, Eastern Conference. I think it's the best conference. Uh, for every wrong answer, new implementation rule and law, because rugby has laws, you'll send me $3 for every incorrect answer. Did you play on Sunday, mystery guest? Yeah, I did. It was proper good, eh? It was proper good. <laughs> <laughs> Were you playing in uh, New Jersey? Yeah, I was playing in uh, New Jersey and uh, Hoboken. <laughs> hey, hey, mystery guest, did you play in the pack? Yeah, mate, I'll play in the pack. Pretty tough <laughs> up front, eh? Are you a back row forward? I don't know, man. I mean, I guess you could say I play sometimes in the back row, but not always. No, probably not. We're not. I, I, would you consider yourself a leader uh, in your team? Yeah, I like to have a few uh, halftime words. I guess you could say I speak quite a bit. So, yeah, you're on the right track, I'd say. Brian, Brian Ray of America's Rugby News. Did you play at Rugby World Cup 2019? Yes, I did. <laughs> Dad, go ahead. Are you are you the uh, the second best player in your family? <laughs> I don't know where you heard that. I heard I was the best. I heard it from your brother. All right, Brian. Do we do we get to guess by now? Get, you can knock <laughs> it out of the park, we do Brian. a couple a couple picks, Josh Larson. Is it Josh Larson or is our mystery guest? There he is. There he is. There's the reveal. Josh Larson. Thank you, sir, for putting up with our shenanigans. It's much appreciated. You flummoxed no our guys. No worries. I was thinking about what to do. Do I keep a standard accent or do I keep constantly changing? I went with constantly changing it because I thought that might uh, last long. So I don't know how I did really, but I think I didn't did it good enough. It was a Canadian accent that gave it away, Josh. It was just so thick. Josh, what's this talk about Travis being the better Larson? What is that? About? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that's all about, actually. But uh, no, nah, he's, uh, he's he's going well. He's going well. Um, loving Seattle, eh? so I talked to him a bit. But yeah, we'll, 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 maybe we can get us both on. We'll debate that really who is the better Larson. But uh, actually, we, we play them in a few rounds, so looking forward to that. That's how many times have you guys gone against each other? Twice, I think. So we played San Diego last year out of the Coliseum. Um, and then I think only actually the once we played together in Austin, obviously. So that's pretty cool. But I think only really the once properly in a professional outing. Yeah. Who do the parents root for? 
Ed's the nicest bloke ever, so he'll probably just say, oh, you know, just hope we both have a good game. But, uh, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't tell you that. Yeah. I actually, I sprayed him last year because he got a yellow card. He was whining to the ref and stuff, so I made sure he knew about that. But, nah, nah. Um, I'll probably try and look to get a shot on him sometime during the game for sure, but um, that's always good fun. I remind him love. Love. He's the older one, Ace. I always remember, oh, you're almost retiring now, aren't you? Yeah, but, oh, yeah, you're on your deathbed, mate. Yeah. So, obviously, you guys had a, a good push at the playoffs last year, come up a little yep. short. Off-season's always long when you're not playing finals footy. You guys have come out of the gate storming, like storming. Yep. What were the big changes you made in the off-season to kind of transform that slow start from last year into the dynamic start we've seen from you guys this year? Yeah, mate, I think, honestly, it's keeping things simple, doing, like, the real basics well. I think we've seen teams like Atlanta and that really pay off with having a good set piece, physical, defending well and stuff like that. So probably not getting too far ahead of ourselves. Realising with, with all these road games at the start is just picking up points where we can and stuff and just simplifying our game plan and then hopefully evolving in, into something, you know, pretty special by the end of the season. So we're happy so far we're tracking, but yeah, simplicity, mate, physicality. Um, yeah, a couple more South Africans on board who's helped set uh, up front. So, uh, yeah, mate, we're, we're, we're rolling nicely, but again, a lot, lot to go. You know, lots of turnover at, at the Free Jacks, new coaching staff, lots of new players. You know, you're the returning captain. So did, has that been kind of added pressure on yourself to kind of meld everything together, bring all these new faces and, and kind of keep them aligned with the, kind of the vision that the Free Jacks had kind of set before this year? Uh, to be honest, not not really, actually. It's been pretty simple. I mean, I think, uh, I mean, Ryan Martin left, obviously, straight after the season, but he was pretty good. I think the transition with coaches coming in, they're all pretty clear who we are. We had a... You know, we had so it wasn't, it wasn't like um, Trump-Biden. Far from it, mate. Far from that. Okay. Far from that. No, yeah. Uh, yeah. There's not, not not the same debates going on, right. that's for sure. I think right. it's pretty, uh, yeah, same process. But no, it was, it was honestly real easy. I mean, like Scott and Mike came in, Visions Alliance, sort of community first, um, you know, sort of that grip that New Englanders have and stuff. And again, our game plan's just been sort of backed on that. And, you know, now we're sort of talking about, you know, like take the next step up and be a bit more clinical in areas that, that we, know we need to improve. So in terms of the group, mate, it's been good, I guess. Uh, it's an old classic saying, but it's it's sort of the person first before the player, and like guys on board have just been great coming and buying in. What's helped really is TK and Tom Conley. He's done a great job, and and Alex around um, just having our own setup and base. That's made it a lot more easier. So we're all in a, in a really good area, a good professional outfit this year, and you know, training travel times, training is really nice and close and stuff. So it's been pretty swimmingly easy actually. So happy days there. Your your different voices, you adapted like the team adapted here in Hoboken. And, you know, one thing didn't work, you fix it, you change it. I mean, it, 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 it was a game of who doesn't want the ball, right? We talked about this off camera. Yeah. It was a sloppy game in a lot of ways, but then there were exciting plays. When you were down, yeah. did you say anything to the guys? Uh, not really. We just sort of got around, especially our game drivers. Obviously, Bodine's been immense for us this year and stuff. And just sort of talked about getting our sort of our exit plays right, especially in our half, because that's something we didn't do well last week against Giltini's, our kicking game. So just making sure we're right on that, and especially with our turnover ball, making sure we're, we're moving it to the areas of the field rather than just kicking away sloppy position. And I think that in the second half as well, talking about, about our effort and stuff, New York really test us physically and stuff. And so we need to step that that up. And we thought if we could match them, really, we're away. So we're, we're in a one or 2% off. We felt at half time. A um, couple of bit, of bit of magic from Bowden goes a long way too. So well, you just mentioned Bowden, right? His start to the year has been super red hot. Uh, and, and he deserves a lot of praise and he's getting a lot of praise. But for you, who else has kind of stood up this year? 
Yeah, I think uh, Rana, a midfield's been young LaRue Milan. He's been really go forward for us. Obviously, Harry Barlow's taken another notch this year. He's got to be he's got to be knocking on the door of the Eagles. Just some class guys like that. Uh, we lost Dougie Fife early on. I'd also say Mitch Wilson's been a real uh, integral part early on as well. So probably say those guys. And then in the Ford pack, Slade McDowell's brought a lot of fizz and energy. He's really uh, you know, Joe Johnson, obviously, on the other side, uh, gets around the park, does all the work, but Slade's bringing a physicality that really replaced guys like Bian Karate for us last year and, and almost take it up a notch. I'd probably say those are a couple of guys that really come to mind, mate. Yeah. So, Josh, you grew up in New Zealand, basically. You represented Canada yeah. in the Rugby World Cup. You're playing professionally here in the United States. You played with the Austin Elite for a while. you got to be very happy that you got out of there, but now they're doing well. And Danzig yeah. O'Groniak. But what what would you say your your favorite moment in rugby has been to date? Yeah, I think obviously I, I mean the World World Cup goes without saying. Obviously, that's that's um, that's probably the the mecca of it all for me. But I, I think if I turn it all back, I think the Ramfilly Shield in New Zealand. We won it with Otago, my third year of uh, Mitre Tin Cup, the the provincial competition there. Um, that was pretty special because the Ramfilly Shield there is just like. Uh, it's, it's just something else. There's so much history and it just keeps going on. And to win it um, was pretty cool. Josh Larson, the captain of the New England Free Jacks, the underrated and very solid Free Jacks of New England. Thank you, sir, for coming on. Hey, thanks, guys. Really appreciate it. Fun show you guys are doing. Keep it up. We'll be back with previews and opinion after this. Selling or trading in your vehicle? Sheehy makes it easy. With Easy Trade, start online or visit us in store. We want your vehicle, and we'll give you up to 125% of KBB value. It's easy at Sheehy. Sheehy.com. Back with Brian Ray and Dan Power. And guys, let's let's talk about some talking points briefly about last week. And I guess we got to talk about the Giltinis and Gilgronis, right? I mean, the first thing that pops into mind, Brian, is the 42-year-old fly half that hadn't played since Obama was president. Yeah, pretty nutty. Arini Ayi becoming the uh, first player born in the 1970s ever to show up and made. I mean, assistant coach. Uh, Luke Burton gets injured in warm-up and he has to go into the game, plays fly half. Just a ridiculous story. And in the very same game that the 42-year-old becomes the oldest player in MLR, Kahanu Koi, 18 years old, becomes the youngest player in MLR. I mean, just crazy, crazy story. So, yeah, pretty, uh, pretty interesting match. I had grave concerns for his hamstring, the amount of kicking he was doing in the first half. I'm like, already, <laughs> mate, easy on the hammies there. You're not going to be able to walk for two weeks. But credit to him. You know, he, he went out there and he did not look like, um, you know, a 42-year-old who just stuck on a pair of boots and got out of the car and tried to play. And then, and then of course, you had the, the record output by the Utah Warriors running around mm. in that high altitude, Brian. Yeah, I mean, they had a bit of a field day out there. Uh, but, you know. They got 3,600 people in the stands. It's the highest we've seen in uh, Major League Rugby this season. So that's uh, uh, another big bonus for them. And, uh, you know, Dallas just has to keep working. I will say Eric Naposki, every time I, I see this guy, I'm more impressed with him. So uh, Dallas certainly has a keeper right there. But, uh, yeah, so they, sh- they shouldn't be too upset uh, about this. They're going to have a couple bumps along the road this year. But, uh, yeah, a good day for Utah rugby, to be certain. They got that goose egg out of the wind call. All right, here's a question for you, Brian as a person that lives on the border of, of uh, Seattle and Toronto. Who are the Seattle Seawolves and who are the NOLA Gold after this, this win by the Gold? 
Yeah, that was a, a, an interesting, strange match. I think the Seawolves would be pretty disappointed that that one got away. They really should have won. Uh, Noah stepped it up, though. You got to give him credit. Carl Meyer is just a points machine for them. So, uh, you know, another again, another team getting that goose egg out of the win column. So certainly a big win for Noah. Seattle, though, end of the year, they could look back at that game with, uh, with a lot of regret. If they just missed the playoffs, that's the game that cost them. That's the one. That's the one. Mm-hmm. All right, that's that. Let's look Let's look forward. We've got Atlanta hosting Austin. This is a pivotal matchup, Brian. Yeah, big game. Really looking forward to this one. I mean, I love that uh, that Austin-LA game. And uh, this is a tough road trip for Austin. ATL looked pretty good in that first half against Houston and kind of slipped away in the second half. This is a close game. Man, Austin are unbeaten. Uh, I don't know who to pick in this one. I, mean, I have to go with Austin. They're unbeaten. They're the hot team. But uh, this is going to be close. Come on, Austin, all day. Five yeah. and zero. Scratch that. Six and zero. Whoa! After this weekend. Whoa! You want to talk about the snake pit? We're not the Indiana Jones at the MLR. We don't fear no snake. We're the mongoose. Bring it on, Atlanta. I'm going to agree with you. I think. I think. I think the Gugronis stay undefeated. Then in the next one, Brian's New England Free Jacks welcome in his Toronto Arrows. I got to say, the Free Jacks have got to be favorites in this one, but I'm, I've got a pretty good streak going on of picking some underdog winners, so I'm going to stick with the Arrows, but I'm, I'm super pumped about this one. Home opener for the Free Jacks. I think it's going to be a great atmosphere and a great game. But I'll go Free Jacks at home. St. Patrick's Day in Boston. Come on, man. doesn't get any bigger than that. I think New England's going to win this one, but I think it might be tight. I think it might be close. I think it might be like a four-point match. Dallas welcoming in New Orleans, and this is as much a must-win for the gold as anything. Yeah, you'd have to say so. They did get the win against Seattle, so that's a big, big result for them. They got a bit of a you know wind at their backs now, so you can't really see them uh, losing in Dallas. Dallas, you got to go with New Orleans on the road in this one. Dan, this is you know I can't I hate keep picking against this Dallas franchise, but they let up 69 points. Yeah, set piece like their scrum just continues to get obliterated week after week and they just don't have the cattle to make those changes quick enough uh, for it to be effective. Nola's scrum was was okay against Seattle, who's got a pretty good scrum in their own right. Unfortunately for Jackals fans, I think Nola will go out there and really put on a score again against Dallas. New Orleans are going to win by like 20 points over Dallas. Next one up, Houston. Who are the Sabercats welcoming in the Seawolves? Who are the Seawolves, Brian? You'd have to say this is another pivotal match, don't you? I mean, if these two guys are, are, are kind of be neck and neck in that playoff, that third playoff spot or something like that, then this is the kind of game that one of these guys has to has to pull it out. So, man, this is a tough call. Um, I, I'm, I'm leaning towards Seattle in this one. I think Ross Neal actually could be in for a big game this weekend. They've looked a little vulnerable on the outside to have Houston, and I think Ross is a great finisher. So pretty uh, excited to see this one. But I think, yeah, Seattle on the road are going to squeak this one out. I, I think Seattle's going to turn the corner on this one and win on the road like they did in San Diego and stun everybody. Uh, the next one up, New York welcoming in San Diego. San Diego again with that lineup that is – you know, changing because of injury. San Diego hasn't played 80 minutes of rugby this season yet, and they're four and one, which is kind of crazy when you think about it. Uh, so, you know, I think they have to put together an 80 minute performance if they're going to beat New York on the road. I think it's a little bit of a stretch. Uh, you know, I know New York will be uh, pretty disappointed to not get that win in their whole opener. I think they'll just kick it up just a little bit of a notch in defense, maybe uh, tighten it up a little bit there. So, 
I'm going to go New York in a, in a close, close game. Really looking forward to seeing this one as well. Yeah, New York to bounce back at home. Um, great game against New England. Well called, Matthew, by the way. I thought you and Peaches are really good in this game. Thank you. Uh, yeah, no, it added to the spectacle, so well done. Um, yeah, New York at home. I, again, agree with Brian. Just a couple of little lapses there. New England played really well and deserved to win that game. Don't get me wrong, but I think New York probably a better side at home than what they showed. Uh, if they play on a neutral venue, it would be really interesting. New England, New York, that is. But it's a long road trip, San Diego, and they are, again, it's just a little banged up, right? So there's little injuries coming in, and I just don't think they have the depth to, to travel and, and have things go wrong. They need every bounce to go their way to get this win. So I'll say it won't, and New York will get the win at home. Yeah, New York, they didn't play defense well. You know, and they were sloppy with the ball. They weren't, they didn't protect the ball. And both teams, it was like a slop fest for much of it. There were some great, exciting plays by both teams. But in the, you know, in the, in the heat of it, the ball was turned over, what seemed to be a million times. But I think New York might straighten out some things. Uh, maybe they'll get Kara Pryor back. I think they're going to bounce back and win this one. I think San Diego's still too banged up. There's a big trip for them. And they are four and one. Not that you can afford to lose a game, but maybe. This is the one that you don't go full throttle on with your lineup. Then there's L.A. versus Utah, and it's in L.A. Utah's coming off that 69-point drubbing of the Dallas Jackals, but this isn't the Jackals, and L.A. did show some fortitude last week with without a lot of people in their lineup. But, Brian, another exclusive from Nate Osborne, he points out if this was a last-minute thing, for the 42-year-old to come in. How come his name was on his jersey? <gasps> that's an American rugby, that's an America's rugby news story controversy to chase after, Brian. Interesting indeed. And uh, it sounds like he's not going to be one and done. Uh, Stephen Hoyle saying that he's going to need him for a little while yet. So it sounds like Luke Burton won't be playing this one. So that certainly, you know, thickens the plot a little. Both of these teams, the two Western Conference finalists and the champions, L.A. from last year, are in the bottom half of the Western Conference table right now. You probably wouldn't have predicted that heading into this season. So uh, I think for both teams, they're going to be circling this as a must-win if they have playoff aspirations uh, this year, given where they are on the table. Utah, um, obviously a lot of momentum from that big win. They'll be you know, a little bit more confident. L.A., Pretty banged up. Are they going to get Ben Lesage back? Uh, you know, I, I don't know. He's got a broken hand, so he might be out as well. So, I mean, L.A. is so tough at home, though. Uh, I, I got to go with the Giltinis at home. But, man, this is another one that I think is going to be a really close uh, physical contest. Dan, I want you to suspend reality for a second and say that you are the general manager of the Giltinis. Are you not? lifting rocks and turning over trees, trying to find a fly half. How do you prepare for losing three fly halves by round five of the season? I mean, Luke Cardi, Matt Gitto, Luke Burton, that's a ton of talent sitting on the sideline. And then you pull in a Rennie IE, who was a player of the year for the world sevens, uh, albeit early two thousands. But uh, I don't, I don't know if you can, is, is, is there a rock that hasn't been lifted? To find one, I don't know who's and, out and what there. And what are the salary cap implications of that? Do you have flexibility when players go down? Does it count against the cap, or or or, or do you get that freedom, that space, no, or do you got to cut the guy for the cap, year? Cap, cap's the cap. I mean, 
you've got to figure out how to build depth around these kind of things and no one plans to lose three fly halves. But I don't know. I don't know. Is there, is there someone? I, here's, here's one for you. Harry Bennett's a coach at UCLA. Yeah. Harry Bennett was unreal for New York last year when Dan Holland's head went down. I don't think Harry's lost that much. I, I wouldn't be shocked if you get a phone call to Harry Bennett and be like, hey, SOS, pal, come on in. Um, so do you know so, if a medical joker counts against the cap? Don't even know if a medical joker exists in Major League Rugby. I'd okay. have to, you'd have to dig into the bylaws. Brian, you're going to have to dig into the bylaws. You and Aaron Castro get on that and get me a report on my desk by the morning. <laughs> uh, I, I think I think Utah's going to win this one. Call me crazy. Call me nutty. Crazy. Call me cookie. <laughs> but I think Utah's going to win this one on the road. They have to win this one. They don't win this, they're out. Final thoughts, Brian. I think we said the same thing every week. Uh, you know, everybody's starting to look a little bit better. Everyone's playing catch-up to Austin still, though. That's the, the big takeaway. I mean, they're the only unbeaten team left. Uh, you know, these playoff races are going to be really tight after seeing some of these upsets, uh, these, you know, results that were a little bit unpredictable. So looking forward to another big week of games, and uh, we'll see where the dust settles. Dan, we could see four teams in the Eastern Conference, if I'm right, if I'm not mistaken, we could see four teams in the Eastern Conference on Monday that are three and two. Potentially, I don't think you will, though. Um, mate, it's, you know what's a shame? You can't flex that Austin-Atlanta game. That should be on national television. Uh, wish, I wish I, I understand why we can't, but I wish we could. I wish we got to the point where we can call up Fox and be like, this is our one. Make it happen. Yeah. So maybe one day. Yeah, well, anybody that needs a car, call Paul Sheehy, co-owner of the uh, Old Glory. Um, and that's, uh, that's a plug. That's, a, that's just an outright plug. On that note, I want to thank Mr. Brian Ray of America's Rugby News, Mr. Dan Power of the St. Louis Knights, perhaps, and you for tuning in. Please uh, sign up for our weekly newsletter. Please check out our other segments, including the Rugby Odds and our College Rugby Wrap-Up. And please, please, please sign up for our American Red Cross Blood Donor team. 